I wonder if anybody has ever called Hunnigan honey gun. Probably. Like people say some weird shit. So you probably. Should, like if nobody's called her that yet, I'm calling her that. There you go. Maybe See. she sells honey as a secret item. Or maybe this hand. I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> 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 Jesus fucking Christ. God damn it. <laughs> I said it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I had to. Well, now we have an intro for the video. <laughs> well, Listen, <laughs> guys, we were 13 minutes in. To, and now we're one minute in. <laughs> yeah. The session, I realized that I did not hit record on OBS. And camera so, two. yeah, on camera two. And so it was only re recording Robert, which is not the preferable camera. To actually, be what I would have preferred. But Robert was like, guys, we've got to show you and Kenny also. It can't just be all me, even though I am so damn handsome and good looking. That is true. Uh, Listen, that is true. Those of you watching have eyes, and you know that's not true. You audio listeners, it's totally true. He was very considerate. There are three people here, and three of them are handsome. And but English. seeing as but. we had to start over, welcome to <laughs> session number eleven. Eleven and of Weeb the People podcast Annie Monday segment. As always, I am your host with the most. Jay. We didn't even introduce ourselves last time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do the intro. We just went right, we right into Tan. Right into the conversation. And joined, as always, by my two lovely, handsome co-hosts to my... Shit, you picked a direction. <laughs> <laughs> to, to this direction that camera one is pointed at is me, Cars and Cosplay. Uh, or just Cars or Rob or whatever the fuck. The most handsome member of the panel, I might add. Mm-hmm. That's a man right there. Hold on, I got. Hold on. <laughs> These motherfuckers is wild. You drink that, son. Oh, I'll drink it. Today I'm drinking Monkey Shorter, much like I was in session nine. Are you gonna sponsor us? Like, right? He's, Give he's me, giving I mean, it his all. Feed right me now. whiskey, okay? That was the thing in that session. Feed me whiskey. I've got a funnel. But yeah, across from me, right over yonder, is Kenny B. Hi guys. We are gonna be talking about what we tried to talk about last session uh, but we absolutely had no time because if you guys watch episode <laughs> session number 10 already uh, we talked about mentors and me kenny and cars had a lot to talk about and we we actually had to cut it short yeah and i so, have to edit so much from that video <laughs> i was i was i was watching some of the footage that cars was editing earlier and my goodness it was almost two hours of yeah content but y'all ain't getting a two-hour podcast because I ain't got the time to edit a two-hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. Why? The storm is... The storm outside it's is terrifying. Mic, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. The, you're saying that? The audience has no context. Yeah, it's really don't. stormy out here in usually sunny Arizona. I mean, I mean it's not usually unless sunny. Unless the storm like, is producing, producing more motorcycles, I don't... I, I was about to say, it kind of sounds like motorcycles <laughs> racing. The way the wind is blowing, it's kind of funny. Yeah, but... So we tried to talk about Spy Family, did not get to talk about Spy Family. And uh, so we're going to try again this session. Yeah, for the most part. And then we'll have maybe another topic. Maybe. We'll just talk about whatever the fuck we want. Well, you know fuck what? Me. So originally what I wanted to talk about this episode, uh, it tied in with the mentorship, right? And I had a, I had a little subtitle here uh, for our episode. 
and because in this episode of spy family we get fi we finally get introduced to yuri right yeah and then yuri he, which we've been speculating on for several mm -hmm. episodes now and as it turns out a lot of our original assumptions about yuri were Dead indeed on. correct mm -hmm. and this episode which is great it means they wrote it and built it up really well to build that yes. here's what he's gonna be here's what you think and then they mm -hmm. come out with him and you're like here and you're like oh shit yeah. You could almost mistake them for uh, for twins, of how how uh, they're they're yeah. the way they act. Yeah, the way they act. Yeah, their Yuri, Yuri? Yeah. Yuri, yeah, they're very complimentary they're to very each other. Aloof and awkward in certain circumstances, but mm -hmm. then they switch modes and they're both locked into like homicide mode. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, so y Yuri finally gets introduced uh, to the audience, and he gets introduced to Lloyd, and we finally get to see them interact. So it's like the husband now meeting the brother-in-law. Mm -hmm. And both of them are analyzing the other, trying, they're suspecting yeah, right the other. The bat, they suspect. They're trying to trip the other <laughs> up, like right, both of them. You see them narrow their eyes, like in that cut scene when they first open the door, and mm -hmm. you're just like, oh shit, it's on. Yeah. And what I wanted to zone in in this episode is, it had something to do with the mentorship aspect that we talked about last episode. Uh, and this one more specifically, I wanted to talk about the mentorship that brothers and fathers oh had. familial mentorship. exactly yeah. exactly uh, as role models to the sisters and the daughters of the family yeah because your and yuri definitely had a mentorship relationship and i think mm -hmm. you touched on that a little bit in the last session actually yes yes yeah. that we never got to yeah because we were referring to talk a about we were talking about the positive reinforcement that um your provided for yuri yes yep. yes precisely precisely uh and so well, we see how that turned out. Yeah, <laughs> things yeah. went it a little right. It turned out good. This yeah. shit's all Just fucked up. <laughs> well, we start the episode off actually with uh, there's a meeting between Lloyd and the informant, right? Do you guys remember her name? Uh, handler, I, I think. Yeah, handler. Think that's her name. Just call handler. handler. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't remember yeah. if they gave her a name or not. Yeah. Yeah. The sexy handler. Yeah. yeah. Sexy. Okay. Now Hunnigan. Sexy. Hunnigan. Yes. She doesn't look much like Hunnigan. No, it when Handler was introduced, it reminded me of, of Hunnigan because of the glasses. I mean, Hunnigan was also a handler, so exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I that, guess if that. you wanted to be that yeah. general on yeah. your, I, I am, uh, I, I am, a, I'm a much bigger fan of Hunnigan though. I like Hunnigan. Understandable. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if anybody you just has met this Handler. Resident Evil Four remake though. That is yes, dope. that's looking good that too. Mm -hmm. What are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> I'll buy it at a high price. I'll go back to talking about anime. <laughs> I wonder if anybody has ever called Hunnigan Honeygun. Probably. Like people say some weird shit. So you probably. should. Like if nobody's called her that yet, I'm calling her that. There you go. Maybe she sells honey as a secret item. Or maybe this hand. I'll buy it at a high price. <laughs> 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 Jesus fucking Christ. God damn it. <laughs> I said it. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I had to. Well, now we have an intro for the video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but uh, I'm excited for it. Definitely might be the game that finally makes me pull the trigger and buying a PS5. Mm. I just wanted to cut off with a Switch, please, because I'm not buying a PlayStation. It would be nice because Resident Evil 4 did originally come out first for the Nintendo console, GameCube. right? For yeah. the GameCube. Yep. So. That would actually... I mean, Resident Evil yeah. up to 6 is on the Switch, but 7 and 8 are not. I would not mind it because Seven we already... Switch yet? Wow. Sadly. I was looking forward like last month or something because I want to play it. But... Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it at all. I already have a Switch, so... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
that would be fantastic yeah. if I didn't have to drop. Is it still 400, 500 for, whatever, for, uh, for a console, for a standard console? That's, that's retail price, 500. Retail. Mm -hmm. but you're not I don't gonna, think, I was going to say, I don't think they're even available retail. retail yeah. right now. So yeah. you're, you're going to be paying like an extra 100 or 200 out of pocket. Circling back. So opening <laughs> scene of episode number eight, Spy Family, right? Mm. Uh, so he's he's meeting with uh, Handler. Right. Yeah, Lloyd's meeting with Handler. Mm. And Handler gives him some not so good news. Handler's like, yo. You're not as good at lying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see the frustration on Lloyd's. Face. Yeah, I pulled he up a is, screenshot. That's actually the first screenshot is. I have here. Look, look at his. He's got like he bags. He is stressing, man. He's got bags under his <laughs> eyes. See, the screen is behind me, so I couldn't yeah. say it and see it. I yeah. just remembered off the top of my head. Yeah. It, yeah, because, um, so Handler tells him, hey, so we think Stella's going to get those. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Anya's gonna get those oh, Stellas in a few Stella. weeks. Now I'm just thinking of fucking streetcar named Desire. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. That's a classic. It's a classic. And it's also streetcar is also like one of the, my favorite songs from Funeral for a Friend. That's a good fucking banger. That is that is such a throwback. The I I saw street I saw the play streetcar named streetcar named Desire mm -hmm. in uh. That's some and, shit. Uh, and back high in school. middle school type. Um, days, yeah. who, who was it? Was Stella? It was a uh, was it? Is it Blanche? It was old Marlon or young Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. remember the character names. I don't remember. I'm amazed I remembered that much. Yeah, it was like Blanche Dubois. Was it Blanche? Oh God, please don't don't Blanche quote me on that. So now that we've Dubois. gone off on the fifteenth tangent in twelve minutes, <laughs> well, you brought up something cool. <laughs> I could not cool comment. I could not comment on it. Oh man, I couldn't <laughs> not comment on it. Like Streetcar Named Desire is kind of you know it's it's it a pretty cool show. I liked it. It's pretty cool. Play. I'm sure it has some influence on some anime. I mean, a lot yeah. of the anime and manga writers take influence from older literature and stuff. So yeah, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. It's okay. Totally... Circling back, <laughs> this is gonna be in a lot of circles. Is... <laughs> Don't get dizzy, kids. Stay with us. Yeah. Okay. Make sure you spin in the other direction this, a couple times. This... That way you can balance out your balance. This is definitely the most chaotic episode. We just yeah. and it's only been 12, 13 minutes, bros. Well, it's fine. Okay, so Handler tells him, hey, you also got to be careful because apparently one of their, well, I guess one of their other agents uh, has been caught. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, a, a few of them have been getting caught. Yeah. And this so, is what ties in the counter police. This was what gives the viewer that foresight to what comes next. Mm -hmm. So this is a, another example of like good writing where it's like, hey, here's this hook yeah. to catch on to because now then when we introduce Yuri... Yep. We have that hook to be like, yeah. oh shit, they were talking about him. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So this show, I'm, I'm always amazed. Like the more critical I look at it, the better it gets. Yeah. Because if you remember way, way, way back in the first episode, right? They were already talking about when when it came to your mm. people were, her coworkers were telling her, hey, women that are single. Yes. Uh, yeah, are suspicious. Are, are suspicious. suspicious mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. To be spies. And you know, it's kind of like 1984, where your neighbors start to snitch on you. Kind of, kind of that aspect, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So milkman's been in there a little too long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a little something else. Because usually, when, that's not well, what the, well, the husbands that work. The married ones. <laughs> oh my yep. goodness. Woof. Totally appropriate for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Do we even care about YouTube? No, not as really. much shit as we talk. <laughs> People yeah. like we're gonna get plaques. Continue like milk. To, yeah. No. I yeah. Love, dude, I got my chug jug in the fridge right now. Yeah, but but so apparently people have been getting caught. So mm. Handler kind of warns Lloyd, like, hey, you gotta be careful whether you're at school, um, and you're observing Anya, or whether you're just going about your regular business on your missions. You gotta watch out because our agents have been getting caught left and right. We transition over to City Hall. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And suddenly, the secret police... Oh, they police, were talking yes. about the guy who got arrested there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The uh, His li- uh, name is yours, Jim Hayward. Which we, yeah, yeah, we saw in previous episodes. Yeah. Yours boss. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Hayward. Yeah. Uh, and this is when we get introduced to the secret police. Yep. All right, so they pick him up uh, because apparently he's been leaking documents. Mm. They don't really spe- specify what documents. Yeah. Uh, but they just say, hey, you've been leaking documents. You're you're under arrest for the suspicion of leaking documents to the other side. Mm-hmm. Other side, yeah. They, they always keep things vague along yeah, the war yeah. topic and the whose side is what, which I like because it safely toes the boundaries of not bringing it into IRL shit and keeping the focus on the characters and yeah. on your and Lloyd's family adventures exactly. rather than, oh, here's a wartime yeah. scenario. Here's this yeah. crazy mission. Yeah. So the fact they keep it vague is actually, again, great yeah. writing. They feed, they feed you enough information to kind of give you some context. Yes, but, but it don't so give you details. That it takes your attention away from what the show yeah. is about. Yeah. yeah. And that's, to, to, to your point, that's actually a very intelligent move mm-hmm. because you don't, you don't throw too many things at the audience and so they only focus yeah. on the things that are important and mm-hmm. obviously the focus of the show is the relationship between your mm-hmm. uh, Anya and Lloyd and you don't want them thinking about okay what the hell's happening in the background yeah. Yeah. It's with very, only 12 episodes for the first core right yeah. so it's a very and it's a very common thing in writing and even in D&D storytelling because people will be like oh I want to world build and throw this here but then it gives the audience like they don't know what to latch on to and they yeah. start latching onto this but the show's going over here and so it throws yeah. everything so the fact that they keep everything vague and fluid is very impressive yeah. I I I I I love I love the whole kind of um, homage to 1984 because they walked in and are like, "Yo, this is like Ministry of Truth, right?" Here. Oh shit! Yeah, you went yeah, down. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they picked up. I love the guy's name is Jim Hayward. Such an American name. <laughs> it's a little too American. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so one of your coworkers is there, and she kind of witnesses the whole yeah. thing, and she goes back to I guess the break room. And tells them the gossip yeah. girls. Yeah, exactly. The gossip girls, exactly. And then they start talking about exactly what's going on. And Camilla comes in and tells your hey, um Dominic huh, spoke with your brother. Oh, and yeah, um, the, the name drop type shit. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And and then she asks your hey, you you got married. You haven't told your brother yet? And then <laughs> true true your fashion, like a you know, it's like She's oblivious to everything mm-hmm. aside from like her mission. Like, oh yeah. my god! She's I like, totally forgot. oh my god, I forgot to tell my brother. <laughs> and then her coworkers are like, bro, it's been a year. <laughs> and then you see like Yuri's perspective because he hears it secondhand. He doesn't even hear it directly from Yuri. He's like, she wants. Yeah. And yeah. he just like was like freaks out. He's like, I. And then he goes through his whole spiel of, oh, I, this, this is unacceptable. No guy is good enough for her kind of thing. Yeah. Camilla's yeah. the blonde, right? Camilla's the bitch. Blonde. The bitch. Blonde. Bitch. Yeah, she's the bitch. Yeah, the she's the one that slut shamed your. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, mm. I, I, she was not a very nice person. Camille, mm. damn bitches, <laughs> damn, damn bad bitches, not bad bitches, Camille. damn bitches. It's okay. She got her just dessert. She got like she hot potato <laughs> stew spilled all over her. So I'm like, well, Ooh, food you, you got your just dessert. You got your karma there. Please don't. Uh, but so they bring in, they bring in Jim Hayward for interrogation into their headquarters right and it's funny because the minute like the the secret police headquarters it's not like secret at all yeah. <laughs> it's like a public office well hey that's i mean you hide things where they're least likely Hiding in plain sight, sight. Yeah. Uh, because i mean with when it comes to high-end cars it's very common for very expensive like million dollar plus cars to be hidden just in 
normal warehouses and storage units right next to somebody keeping their sofa for the winter or something. You see, I understand because you your never point. think like, oh, it's just a normal. There, people look for high end locations for high end things. So when you just put it right in the open. They're like, oh, it's just another office. Don't worry about it. Mm. So, well, you say that, that but I'm fairly sure they had a sign that says secret police on, on the building. Did it say secret police or did it say something else? Because they're uh, the secret police are part of like the counter. Yeah, I don't know if it was like the subtitle that I was reading. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. It it might, I think like, it was the subtitle. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to look back. But that shit was hilarious. Though. I was like, did they do this on purpose, bro? It's like secret police, funny. but the headquarters is not secret, and they got secret police labeled in like the front door. That oh. would be funny. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it at this point just because of the chaos know, of the show. Like yeah. Maybe it's just a well-known thing, you know. Yeah. It's just, or like I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's well, it's supposed to be ironic. Well, I think in the context of the show, it's one of those things where people know about it, but yeah. they don't know about it because hmm. um, it's like we know the government has this shit, but it's not public, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's so. one of those things that the CIA. It's, like, it's, well, the CIA is public. It's the branches because the secret police is part of another district. So it's kind of like a branch of the CIA yeah. that yeah. handles whatever. Yeah. yeah. Kind of have like a, if you conduct the black ops operation, you know that countries, even you know including countries the United States, are, are doing yeah. it. Um, but it's like zero liability, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you have those people where kind of like Lloyd, right? If Lloyd gets caught, I'm pretty, sh I'm pretty sure that he's a, like his or organization is the type of organization where it's like, you don't exist. Yeah, they cut mm -hmm. all right. Ties. If you if yeah. you if you get caught, there's no there is nothing that's You're going not to tie you country. to this we organization the you are. Yeah. and therefore to this country. Yeah, right. You're the hero, the, the thankless hero. Yeah, the thankless right? hero. Yeah, but we this we actually finally get introduced to Yuri because we find out that he's actually second in command, right? Or mm -hmm. at the very least, he's second lieutenant. Right? Yeah, second, first he's lieutenant not in command, but he? he's I thought he was a cadet. No, he's he's young, but he got a high rank early on. Yeah, they were complaining about how why he did he get up. So, they called him like the puppy or something. Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. But he's like a I, high rank, even though he's a new member. Yeah, because I I remember them saying he just got brought yeah, in. Yeah, he's not mm -hmm. a cadet. He's a high ranking. That's why yeah, they're sour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they did have a little scene where one of the uh, one of the other officers yeah, yeah. brought he's up that precisely. He's yep. like, "Who's this guy? Like, why do we have such a young kid on the team?" Yeah. And first lieutenant said he actually worked his way up really fast, mm -hmm. and like Carr said. Puppy. Um, when he was talking with the commanding officer, their CEO, he was like, "Yeah, Yuri, yeah, the cute guy. He's like, he's he's a cute, he's like a little cute guy. He's like a puppy." <laughs> and it reminded me of how I remember when, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't Handler, but it was one of the other gals was questioning mm, Lloyd's boss, mm. um, like, "Hey, I'm kind of worried the mission still hasn't progressed," and the boss was just like. You, you obviously don't know Twilight. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. it kind of reminded me of this scenario where Yuri's CO. Yeah. It's, he has such high confidence in him at the so very least. Yeah. It seems another, like that's so they, they kind of correlate in that. Yeah. So they've set yeah. up Lloyd and Yuri as like the best of the best of either side known yeah. to be. Yeah. It's one to one in those yeah. in those fields. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, cool. yeah, First Lieutenant cool. was saying, don't let the don't let his young don't let his demeanor and his his age fool you yeah because outward he's polite friendly mm -hmm. adorable and he's just like oh yeah and then as soon as it, like we saw him in the yep. interrogation room mm -hmm. started off all polite and kind like he was doing the nice cop gig yep. and then immediately he was like oh, what if we just cut off a finger fuck it <laughs> it was like hold up yeah exactly you see the complete demeanor shift right yeah, it was and it was like an instant yeah. shift yeah. and you're like oh shit pulls out this is dirt. not a good guy because at first you're like oh he's a nice guy he's just on the bad guy's hand. and then you're like nope yeah nope he's got fuck shit nope oh shit you know what was one of the standout uh scenes for me or i guess 
one of the standout things for me during that conversation that he was having with Jim. When he was interrogating Jim, uh, he was asking him, basically, he was trying to extract information. Why did you do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Hayward's like, well, I was just, just doing it to fool around with girls. Yeah. And he said, you're a man too. You should understand. I'm not a, I'm not a political spy. I was just doing it to get some extra money because I wanted to fool around yeah. with girls. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And Yuri inquires, hey, aren't you married? He's like, you're a man too, but you would understand. So Hayward's playing it up. Like, hey, he's trying to kind of build that rapport with Yuri. Like, yeah. hey, you're a guy too. I'm sure you also like want to fool around yeah. with girls, even mm-hmm. though you're in a relationship, yeah. right? Yes, yes, like, yes. You're, you're a young man, but you're also a man too. Big mistake. Oh yeah, because Yuri gets extremely pissed off at him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yuri's got that family value. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Much hey. like his sister. Yeah. There you go. Endosan, right? Kind of mm-hmm. putting in the family values there. I'm a family man, motherfucker. If you got a wife, don't fuck around. Yeah, because like Endo is uh, uh, not Endosan. Um, Hayward's kind of like the archetype salary man, or the salary man. He works a nine to five, but he doesn't go home to his wife. He doesn't he goes, want to go home. He goes home. He goes to the red light district with his coworkers. Goes to the hostess club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hostess club, right? Red light district. Yeah, dude. Yeah, the red light district is big in love Japan. It, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got all them love hotels for a reason, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Uh, the the love hotels in Japan. I've seen photos uh, of only them. in Demon Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen like IRL photos of them. They even have like uh, used panty websites that you can mm-hmm. sell girls' vending sell machines. Their on. Yeah. They actually had to make laws for it because yep. they had to make it where you have to actually assign and prove yo these are yeah. assigned to this person. Because yeah. mm. before so, it was just kind of loosey goosey, and then they're like, oh no, we need to put laws. So there's actually laws governing panty sales in yeah. Japan. So if you guys That's don't hilarious. know. Uh, Japan's Japan, weird. Japan, yeah, J- weird. Japan on the surface, Japan's weird. <laughs> like Japan on the surface is a very conservative nation as a whole, mm-hmm. right? But they're that very like a very repressed culture. Yeah, they, yeah. they're like uh, we we conserve a culture, and they're actually very anti-immigrant, right? They don't they don't like a lot of immigrants coming into their countries. It's a very uh, homogenous country. It's a very homogenous country, right? Because again, it kind of goes in line with they're trying to preserve the culture. Uh, but like Cars was mentioning. A, a inherently conservative, human. an inherently conservative country. Their vices are going to come out in other in other ways, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have noticed because you've watched hentai. Because you fucking degenerates <laughs> have watched hentai, which I am also a degenerate, so I'm not trying to insult you. Oh yeah, you. we ain't judging you. We're with you. I'm just observing. What the fuck? Yeah. But it comes out in their. It comes out in a lot of their media, right? Their anime. I mean, come on, guys. The etchy shit. Right? The, a lot of etchy. The, the awkward camera service. angles. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, another way that it's expressed is through, like I, like I mentioned, the red light district is a, it's a very pop, it, right? It's a booming industry in Japan, right? The sex industry is a booming industry in Japan. Mm. And their love hotels, right? You could actually go, and they have themes. Yeah. The rooms, each room has a different theme. And if you go there, would you like your girl or would your mistress, whatever, in this case, Jim Hayward doing with his mistress, and Jim's like, "All right, I want this one with the waterbed. Mm-hmm. It's got a mirror on the ceiling, right? Yeah, <laughs> it works. Yeah. It's the worst. Right? I, it's got a it's got a wide, wide bathtub mirror on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Mirrors everywhere, <laughs> right? Because Jim's like Jim's like a conceited motherfucker. He's oh, a yeah. type. He's the type of dude that likes to watch himself fuck. He's, I, I'm just envisioning the scene in American Psycho. Just yeah, Christian Bale. <laughs> That's a good scene, yo. Dude, I love yeah. American Psycho. I'm the yeah. tradition. I guess what do they call people like me? The fucking typical incel bullshit. Stupid. Mm-hmm. Watching American Psycho. I dropped a chainsaw on a girl. <laughs> Dude, that scene is. Oh shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Probably his best performance And then the ending uh, And you're like Oh there. shit Was he imagining the whole thing Yeah The whole time Because he leaves the phone call He's like Oh that was a great prank man mm-hmm. And they're like Oh but I killed him He's like No he was no, just he on vacation like, He's back now about, What are you talking about Murders yeah. Nobody was There's no police reports Or nothing And yeah. you're like You just get mind fucked Like what the yeah, hell like, Christian Oh I killed Paul Allen With an axe No he was just on vacation Like what the fuck Christian Bale You go to his house That shit was good Circle back damn it Listen What are we doing Stop it We're gonna have to change our Stop it We're gonna have to Oh, that <laughs> Patreon is getting full of tangents, man. Oh my goodness! Listen, let's stop going and circling back. Let's like square back. Let's yeah. Change up the shape. Triangle back. Triangle back. <laughs> Sphere it's a bit back. Sharp. Don't worry about it. Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> this is some 3D bullshit. Yeah, oh. Uh. But uh, but the reason why I brought up the whole red light district thing and the salary man with his mistress is because that's ex- Jim Hayward is the archetype for it, right? Yeah. Mm. And he thinks that saying that to Yuri will allow him to build rapport with him. Yeah, he and thinks that excuse kind of warm his way work. out. Yeah. yeah. But as we find out, Yuri is portrayed as somebody who's overprotective of his sister. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. To the point where values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even even your coworkers, right? When you when your son was was talking about them with Yuri because one of his coworkers, one of her coworkers is like, "Hey, is your brother cute?" She shows in a picture, and Yuri's a very handsome young man, right? They like he, like he shares the yeah. the, the facial aesthetics of of your, right? I like Lloyd better. Oh yeah, of course we're biased because you know <laughs> Lloyd, right? Big Daddy, but um, Big Daddy, Big Daddy. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's gonna be the fucking subtitle of this podcast: Session Eleven, Big Daddy, Big Daddy Lloyd, <laughs> Big, Big Daddy, Daddy, Big Lloyd. Daddy Lloyd. I bumped the camera again. Oh, I can't shit. see it, so I don't know. It's probably fine. <clears throat> probably fine. Yeah, but uh. But Yuri is overprotective to the point where a lot of his coworkers and even your son's co- coworkers thinks that he's like a siscon. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it it doesn't go well for Jim because as soon as he mentioned that, uh, Yuri gets pissed off and he mm-hmm. actually and, and then because he then, knows that they work in the same building mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like. If I was to put myself in Yuri's shoes, I'm like, oh, you're the kind of scumbag that works with my sister. And this he, is the kind of man you are. Mm-hmm. These are your morals and ideals. Mm-hmm. And Yuri obviously thinks the words of world of your right. Absolutely, he thinks that yeah. he's she's he's beautiful and intelligent. Yeah. She's like, well, if you're if you're trying to fool around with younger girls and you're around my sister. Yeah, he thinks it could happen. You're a threat to my sister. You're going to try to make and you, you know you what might. I do to threats. And then we find out pretty. Quickly. Yeah, like his face into the ashtray. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you just see like the facial demeanor of uh, Yuri shift so yeah. harshly, and it's yeah. just does, like does he murderize? Does he? Does he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Face into the ashtray. Oh. Yeah. Because he threatens more violent things, but that like it. Yeah, I know. Shows. Yeah. yeah, I know he does like he does like the the finger threat. Yeah, he, but that he, that he part he explicitly photos. they explicitly show him do that. Part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think Jim Hayward had his oh shit like moment. revealing his infidelity to his wife. Was the trigger? Uh, was the trigger mm. to to Yuri because Yuri obviously has has a places a lot on family values, right? Yeah. Because of what you know, we'll talk about later. But what him and Yorosan went through as they were when they were kids, uh, and so that really pissed him off. And yeah, faced an ashtray. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good move. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, uh, and so we finally oh. transition into. Uh, well, even before we transition, there was another part in that interrogation I found interesting. Yeah. And that's where Yuri withheld evidence from his superiors yeah, and then displayed yeah. it there on the spot. Like, oh, by the way, I have these fucking pictures of you. Yeah. And the superior's like, wait, what? Why, did, why didn't you tell me about these? 
And I was I found that interesting. So I was like, does he not have that trust? Because I feel like he is focused on protecting his sister mm-hmm. and not protecting the country or anything like that. Yeah. That's just a method of protecting his sister. So I kind of wonder. I feel like that's a bit of foreshadowing leading to Yuri's not going to be the bad guy in the end where they mm-hmm. can kind of move him over because they shows like, hey, yeah. he's not entirely on board with him. He doesn't just give them everything. Yeah. He's hiding stuff even from his own yeah. side. That's actually a good point. His loyalty is to his sister. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even like as the secret police, his whole intent is to keep the country safe for his sister. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good point. I actually did have that noted down and I com- that completely went over my head. So that's actually a really good point that you brought up there. Because, yeah, you're right. Uh, Yuri is within the secret police mm-hmm. precisely to keep the country safe for his sister mm-hmm. not for a country so his motivations are like his loyalties aren't to anybody but the Corson. yes yeah yeah percent which is what makes the following transitioning scene very interesting <laughs> yeah yeah so we we transition to back at the forger residence right and uh, anya's watching it's, it's funny because anya's watching the episode of uh, bond man mm-hmm. and then he's he's being tortured there's like bond man and, and there's a little like, bit of bondage in there yeah i was <laughs> like oh good great Great tie-in, yeah, it's clever. Well, fuck, which film was it? It wasn't Casino Royale. It was Fifty Shades of Grey. No, it was. I think it was. I think it, no, I think it was. It was Casino Casino Royale. Oh, I thought he was going to say it was, it was Fifty Shades of Grey. No, cause, <laughs> no, because Daniel Craig's Bond was stripped naked, strapped to a chair with the bottom cut out, mm-hmm. and the man's not Matt Bond Spickles, was naked. Yeah, not Bond Man Bond. Whose Bond oh. Man is based well, on? Well, yeah, Bond wasn't. Yeah, it, so I'm saying, I, like, even the real James Bond was in a bondage Bond situation man. where ah. his balls were crushed. Yo. So then you switch back to this Bond Man bondage. Yeah. <laughs> well, that context. Bond there. Man did have a shirt, like he was getting whipped. So it's like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. there's a little BDS thing there. It's like, hey, Anya, you're too young for this. What are you doing? Man? <laughs> like, what's going on, bro? Let's be real here. Kids watch a lot of shit. They're too young for yeah. these days because parents yeah. have no oversight. They're just like, go, yeah. go away. I don't care. You know what was cool about that scene? Uh, so in the beginning of the episode, right, <laughs> Anya, they're doing fractions in class, and Anya completely Fuck. fucks up the answer. Yeah, mm. right. But with confidence, mm-hmm. she did it with confidence. Yeah, yeah raised that. her hand, had the answer, shouted out with a smile, and that's, that's wrong. Yeah. Confidently <laughs> brings home a zero to Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> poor little, poor little Anya. Yeah, but what I thought was super cool. Uh, during that scene, Anya asked Lloyd, "Hey, Dad, do you remember?" How many bullets are in Bond Man's pistol? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She and then she did how many was yeah. remem- how many were remaining in the pistol. Mm-hmm. And then she gave the fraction of it. So as long as that's that context mm-hmm. of Bond Man's gun and bullets, she yes. can do fractions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you could see that um, Lloyd's starting to, to make that uh, connection, connection to yes. us, Where he's starting to see like, he's oh, like, okay, oh she, maybe she gets it through how- the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? He says uh, Bond Man has eight bullets in his. Uh, so his pistol holds eight bullets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anya thinks, oh, there's only two left. So he's got two eighths of his bullets left, and light bulb moment for Lloyd, right? Yeah. Lloyd was like, "The dad figured it out." Exactly. <laughs> Big Daddy figured yeah. it out. Yeah. Because I'm way, sure. I know we but, mentioned this in session nine. We were talking about parenting a lot, and this kind of goes to things too, like media, video games, shows, books. Those things aren't toxic kids, because a lot of kids learn from that stuff. Because a lot yeah, of this educational yeah. stuff's packed into it. Yeah. So don't just tell your kid like, "Yo, you can't watch shit. You can't play shit." Because they can learn from that, whereas they're not learning the same thing from another thing. So it's like mm-hmm. more family lessons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Because I think that's a very effective way. And, you know, as intelligent and as, uh, you it's know, he's... Easier way to keep kids' attention yes. than school. Like, oh, yeah. here's a chalkboard. You're supposed to sit there and pay attention quietly. 
is a lot harder to do for a child and hey here's a video game you'll you might learn some stuff from it and then there's like a math puzzle in it to yeah. unlock a secret item they're gonna fucking work on that puzzle yeah yeah so. and being the intuitive person that lloyd is he immediately picks up on that like he's like okay this might be something that i could use to help anya learn right because mm -hmm. like you said a lot of the times the easiest way to help somebody learn is if you find a medium that they're interested in that also teaches them source material yeah right and i've seen this in a lot of different shows where because you know there's the typical hey i'm stupid can you help me review kind of thing and then the person who's intelligent tries to teach the other character the just the information but they can't yeah, they retain just feed them information yeah. yeah right and yeah. so they have to and try they get, like exasperated and like why don't you yeah, understand yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and they have to try they have to try and find a different way to teach <laughs> yeah, the same yeah. material right if they're half decent mm -hmm. some of them just give up like i don't get why you don't two get two hams and yeah <laughs> <laughs> quit talking about food Cut bro one and half. no more yeah. food i'm hungry <laughs> i'm sorry man <laughs> but it actually reminded me of my cousin Ernest, who is one of three people that I know personally, who I would consider a genius. I think I think his IQ is north of one forty, probably. Ernest. Yeah, I was like, gonna say he works in Ernest. Like so Ernest goes to it's an Ernest effort. Yeah. Yeah. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to jail. Ernest, yeah, Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to a lot of things. <laughs> but Ernest if I remember correctly, Ooh. he has his PhD in some area of mathematics. Fuck that. And way back when. I asked him, this was back when we were still living in Jersey, and I asked him, hey, what do you want to do with like a mathematics degree? Mm. And he said, I wanted to make math. I mean, yeah, that's realistically the only thing to do with the mathematics degree. But I think this is the one you were talking about when we were talking about the concept of zero mm -hmm. and we got into a debate about it. Did he ever reply to you? No, that was you were having that debate with Alex. Oh, it was with Alex. I was yeah. having the debate with mm -hmm. Alex. Do you listen to our podcast? <laughs> Alex, Alex is Alex is a loser. He doesn't watch anime. Well, he's gonna <laughs> fucking, fucking start. Loser. <laughs> Alex, you're gonna end up listening to watching anime. Then you're gonna end up listening to this podcast. You're gonna get to this session, and you're gonna feel bad, and you're gonna deserve it. <laughs> yes, you fucking loser. Uh. Watch anime. I don't know. But anyway, now that we've gone off on another the, tangent, the drag Alex session. It's because yeah, he's not here. It's easy Alex. to drag people in. Just kidding, well, I don't know the you. point that I was trying to make with that story yeah. was uh, my cousin Ernest was one of those people who, because I disliked math when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I, I I could never... It, for me, math was one of those things that you, you either... There was no middle. It was either you were very good at it or you were you just didn't understand it. Uh, but he weird. actually presented it to me in a way that made it interesting to me. Right? He says when he teaches, he tries to tell a story when he's teaching mathematics. That's the um, best way to teach, man one of the aspects of what I would consider a genius, because I don't really go off the whole fucking IQ thing, um, is the ability well, to... quantitatively. Well, Like how IQ, people, def how people define geniuses... I mean, that's a general definition. Quantitative, yeah, yeah. But I, but don't, I don't follow suit with that because yeah. there was plenty of people with IQs in the genius range that are fucking idiots. Yeah. Um, I think so, you could be a, ge a genius in certain concepts as well. That, that's true. That's another thing people misunderstand is that you could have a high IQ and it could be in art, it could mm. be in science, it 100%. could be in different things. So people are like, oh, they're a genius, they're good at everything. No, they they might just specialize in certain. But anyway, um, one of the aspects I see people as a genius in is not just the ability to comprehend something, but to share its comprehension. Yes. So I think it was, be able to yeah. communicate it. That's yeah, a so good I, point. Yeah. So I think it was Einstein who said, uh, if you truly understand something, 
you'll be able to explain it in the simplest of terms. Yes. So no matter how complicated it is, you could still be like, hey, here's this like one sentence explanation. Mm. Yeah. Whereas I think it was, people um, who can understand it's like, yeah, they'll spill it to you in like these super, super high end jargon that you don't understand and all these technical terms. And it's like, whoa, bro, what the fuck are you yeah. telling me? But a person who's truly a genius will tell it to you in plain speak. Yeah. It was either, I think it was either Carl, Carl Jung or Friedrich Nietzsche who said, I can say in a sentence what takes others a whole book. <laughs> Swag. I was like, damn, dude. Flex. <laughs> you talk about a flex, man. My guy. It was, it was one of those guys. Flex. Oh, that's fun shit. Yeah. How do we get to that? We were talking about geniuses because geniuses. we were talking about how Anya learns and <clears throat> Lloyd picking it up. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, yeah, being the astute observer that Lloyd is, he figures out, hey, maybe this is a way that I can teach Anya. Uh, so that she she do a lot better in school, mm -hmm. which I think you know is is actually pretty cool. I think if you really wanted to, especially when you're dealing with kids, dude, the most effective way to teach kids teach kids, man, teach it to them in a way that's gonna make them enjoy it, bro. Yeah, teach them teach them what they know. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give them a reason to want like. to. I wish parents would take that approach more. Yeah, personally. I never liked school precisely because for that reason. It's like I, I hated sitting down. I hated looking at the damn black. I, it was so difficult for me to listen to people speak when I was a kid, bro. I mean, I and think, I think most kids are like that. Well, I think it's because school is meant to generalize to get the most people in one go. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Is because everybody learns differently. Yeah. So, but a school I'll, can't teach. It's not practical for a school to teach each person individually because yeah. the staffing would be outrageous. Yeah. So they kind of have to do that. They, that's why, like, some people see the benefits of homeschooling. So like, yo, I could specialize teach this child. Yeah. Um, but for me as a kid, you try was, to do your best with the worst situation. I think. Yeah. Because, because you're it, right. When you put it that way, I can understand. Yeah. Cause it's like, yo, this is just like a feasible solution. I yeah. can't dedicate my time to this and I don't have the money to go send them to a private tutor yeah. all the time or whatever. But when I was in school, I hated it. Not because of sitting down or whatever. It's because I was ahead of it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I already know all this. Can we move on, please? And everybody's like, home. Yeah, school was school was a little tough for me. History was really the only thing that I was excelling in, just because yeah. like it was it was always interesting, interesting to hear about like a yeah. you know a story of a historical figure. Yeah, yeah that's always cool because yeah. it's like it's because it's like a story you would read in a book, but real life. So yeah. it's like, yo, this is a story, but it really happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you could tell me a story about like you know a famous mathematician. I'd probably get that easier than you telling yeah. me, you know, yeah. the fucking the sum up of, of pi equals X and shit yeah. like that. Yeah. You know? No, you know, that's a really good point, because yeah. one of my favorite so teachers math, and, and people don't want stories anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Stop with the story problems. Well, I mean, my cousin Ernest, like I said, he was very good at doing that. Mm -hmm. And when you talked about history, one of my favorite teachers in high school, his name was Mr. Malcolm. And he was a very charismatic teacher in that sense where he would tell stories when he was telling history. Mm. And somebody who, who paid no attention to history class, when I, was in, when, his, when I was in his class, I paid attention, right? Because people love to hear stories. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's the most effective way to communicate, right? Yeah. I think, man, I think like when it comes to um, just learning, I think, you know, letting kids be creative in the ways that they want is the best way for them to learn. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Because sometimes you might see a kid doing something you're like, oh, stop that. But that might be their way of learning. You're Precisely. stopping it because you don't understand it. Yeah. And I've actually seen parents do that where they stop their kid from learning because it's not their way that they learned. Mm. So like, oh, stop that. Do this way. And they're basically doing the same thing they complain about in schools. 
is, oh, their teacher's teaching them this. That's not how they learn. But then yeah. the parent tries to teach them their way, the way they learn, and they complain when the kid doesn't learn. It's like, let yeah, the kid learn the way they learn. Like, It's such a conundrum. It is a conundrum. It yeah. is a conundrum. I used, to, I, I used to just write in art class just because that was, that was the creativity that I was uh, attuned to mostly. Because mm-hmm. I'm not really good at art. You know, stick figures. I'm not the, either, but if you do it enough, you can pretend to be. You can pretend to be, yeah. But uh, you know, I used to I trace when I was. Young. I used to trace a lot when I was younger. Tracing's yeah. fun. Tracing's yeah. fun. I traced a little bit, and then I got tired of it because I was like, "This isn't my work." Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I got unsteady hands though. I so. dude. It's too much caffeine. Too much football, man. Well, mine's uh, from uh, asthma because a lot of the asthma medications oh, increase yeah, your heart rate because it's bronchial steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's my brother has that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, ever since I was a kid, I've had like trembles in my hands and stuff because my body's so used to hand- at one point i had a sustained heart rate of 180 bpm Jesus. how Yikes. i'm not dead i don't That's- know <laughs> but i was in the hospital and they were hero. just they were just pumping me with these steroids because i wasn't breathing otherwise without them so like you're either not breathing or your heart's gonna explode pick one yeah i was like great choices thanks yeah. no but to your point though i i think you're you're correct when you observe somebody in a classroom and they might not be doing exactly what everybody else is doing before you say hey stop doing that maybe maybe take a look and see if that's how they're they're learning yeah Yeah. like i I bet you could come up with an equation like based on how many rates per minute a car is is running at from the engine here we go back to fucking circle (laughs) if a lamborghini is traveling 63 miles per hour and their goal is in las vegas which is 287 miles away but they have two alternate routes which route will get them faster oh fuck we did it boys (laughs) we did it and then the bugatti chiron is (laughs) traveling from the opposite end which vehicle will arrive first considering wind speeds of 63 miles per hour holy shit that's obnoxious across the boulder dam along with variable wind speeds between Mm. i told you guys god damn it Uh. what have you done (laughs) how are we gonna circle this back i told you we're stuck we're not Uh. using circles anymore A rectangle back to yeah. um <laughs> Can we do a rhombus this time? It's a little it's a, oh, squ- it's a squishy square. It's a squishy well, square. We circle back to Yorusan, right? She finally gets home. There's trouble, Lloyd. Uh-huh. And then she's panicking, right? Because, because she forgot to tell Yuri and didn't tell you yeah. Lloyd that she didn't tell Yuri. And Yuri's like, hey, I'm gonna visit you guys tonight. Yep. Congratulate the short ass notice. Alright, so Yor comes home, she's panicked. I wanna but this obviously, Lloyd, he's always prepared. And he's got the whole couple set up. Bro, the fucking set up. Yeah, oh my guy. god. It's, it looked like a love hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned into yeah. a right love there. hotel. Right <laughs> there. Yeah, I love how the pillows just say yes. It's an example of the Japanese using random English words. Yeah. Dude, I love um this scene because it's always so Lloyd and Anya, mm-hmm. because obviously they both have very they have very sparse experience and romance. And when they and when they saw the bed, like they're both just blushing. They both got like uncomfortable, right? And then Anya obviously comes in with the mom and dad are flirting dad again. Are flirting. Dude, I love I love she those moments that. with Anya. She's yeah. literally just driving them together. Mm-hmm. Like even if they're pretending to be a couple, Anya's gonna make them a real couple. <laughs> yeah, she won't yeah. have it any other way. Yeah. And then um, so we finally get Yuri over here. He's like he's like walking on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. He's like happy go lucky. He's like, dude, I, I did too much because he got the bouquet of flowers. Oh man, right, the oh, massive fucking bouquet. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he trips on the sidewalk and he's like clutching. He's like, oh my god, this is the 
This is the ribs that my sister broke. Yeah. Well, yeah, as he's thinking of her, like the pain of the hug, because your message before, she wants to hug yeah. her brother so much she hurt him. Mm-hmm. And then now he brings it back up with that continuity of like, oh, I'm thinking about her makes my ribs hurt. Mm-hmm. And you connect that like, oh, his ribs hurt because of the hug she gave him. And yeah. Yeah. It's like, but also, holy fuck, your hug me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Please break my ribs. Shatter me. <laughs> oh goodness Yo oh. if she could do that with a hug What could she do with her thighs Yeah Kill you Hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, what but, I want Exactly <laughs> You know Death the, by Snoo Snoo <laughs> Oh man Hello Futurama How many tangents can we go on in one episode <laughs> That was like that was. I think that was what One of the first Futurama episodes The Death by Snoo Snoo mm-hmm. That wasn't one of the first episodes It was that a long time ago But Futurama has a lot of episodes Because yeah. that's when Fry got caught by the Amazonians right? Yes was that? On yeah. a different planet yeah, yeah on a different planet So it wasn't the Amazonians It was like a version of the Amazonians mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah but You um, see all the skeletons with the shattered pelvis <laughs> But so when when Yuri finally gets to uh, the Forger residence, right? It's like there's 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 an internal battle of the minds. Yeah, right off between, the bat, he does not approve of Lloyd, right? Yeah. Because by default, they by both default, zone in yeah. on each other, right? He's like, I'm Lloyd's thinking, I'm gonna find out if this guy is gonna blow our Cover. mission. Yeah, and then Yuri's thinking, I'm gonna find out if this man. Is just trying to fool my sister. Yeah. yeah. Which he says at a first, and then he stops himself and goes, No, of course he is. Nobody's good enough for my sister. Mm-hmm. So he immediately sets that precedent, which is hilarious because through this ep- through this series, like he's just refusing everything. He doesn't want to eat Lloyd's cookie, he doesn't want to do yeah. anything. But every time he does, he's like, Fuck, this is actually good. Shit, he's yeah, actually right? handsome. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. Like he's, Damn, like, he's it, like handsome. He's trying to deny and he cooks it. well and he's polite <laughs> and he's a good conversationalist. But he's trying to deny everything and he's every step tall. He's got a nice smile. He smells nice. Yuri has he's fallen very in love. Yuri has fallen in love with Lloyd. <laughs> he's a doctor, so he oh, obviously yes. makes a good living, right? He's got a good fashion oh, sense. He seems to be a good dad just endless list and Yuri's just talking himself into it oh my god he's building rapport with me even though I don't want him to he seems to be socially calibrated Uh, like he cares for my sister exactly the thing that he most does not want to admit Mm -hmm. and he still slips up and goes shit he actually does seem to care about her and it's like (laughs) so this is this is this is probably what what gave me the idea for this episode Yuri is portrayed as someone who is extremely overprotective to the point where people think that he's a siscon. Yes. Right. Mm. But I think they do that purposefully because Yuri is, I would say he's a good representation of the archetype overprotective father and brother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they didn't have that position by default. So mm-hmm. he kind of assumed that position, not so much early in life, but after in life, because everything his sister has done for him. He's kind of come back. He's like, oh, now that I'm an adult with abilities of my own, I'm now going to um, deliver on my behalf. What she's done for me, I'm now going to do for her. Yes. So he now wants to fulfill that position of what a father, a loving father or mother would have done. Exactly. Yeah, you got to remember, we, um, as far as we know, they did not grow up with, with their parents. Yes. Yeah. So. And all the back scenes footage of you are covered in blood and yeah. you're and trying to cover for Yuri's yeah. school and books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we saw Yuri early on had a thirst for knowledge and bugs and whatever. Yes, yes. And even though Yuri didn't like bugs, she yeah. was like, she went and killed people to get a book on bugs for yeah, Yuri. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she then was, that positive reinforcement every time Yuri came back from school, like, oh, look at this great... She would just praise like, him. Oh, just good yeah. lay on the praise. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And that was actually a really good point, right? Because circling back to what we were talking about earlier, when yours when your observed kind of Yuri's aptitude for learning, she mm -hmm. encouraged that. Yes. Right? She fed into And she it. rewarded him. Mm -hmm. And it was it created a positive feedback, yep. right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm getting I'm getting praise from my sister who I admire. And so it's going to make me want to learn more, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. seek out more knowledge. Get praise for this. I should do it more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I really liked about this episode is that Yuri kind of represents this over overprotective, overbearing archetype, like male archetype within the family. Yeah. Um, I think it's superficially. A, yeah, superficially. Superficially. Right. But I think that's appropriate. I, I was yeah, having this I think conversation he has to by default. Yeah. 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 But I, you know, what it reminded me of is there's a lot of, especially you know, I could speak in, in my culture, right, in Asian culture, Filipino culture, and specifically. Um, the fathers and brothers, the, the men in the family are usually very, uh, conservative, especially when it comes to dating, when, when their sisters or their daughters start dating. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know for a lot of Filipino girls that grew up here in the West, because the West is a little bit more liberal when it comes to dating, mm -hmm. uh, there's always this really there's a lot of friction that occurs between the daughters and the fathers and the brothers and the sisters. Makes that family dynamic that's exactly in the culture, yeah. right? Especially, for example, for me and my dad, because we're you know me and my dad are immigrants, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And both of us grew up in the Philippines. That culture is still alive and well in us. Mm -hmm. And so, whenever my sisters would bring home guys. Uh, my dad would always they would he would analyze them very harshly yeah yeah that, that protective instinct turns mm -hmm. on yeah mm -hmm. and so there was always a lot of friction between my sister and my father well, both my sisters and my father because he was he's like that overbearing overprotective archetype kind of like how yuri is being yes here. Mm -hmm. Right, I didn't become like that until later on in life, until I started dating, and then mm -hmm. I realized exactly how guys think. Right? Yeah. Yo, listen, don't trust guys. They're fucking fuck guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't fuck guys because they'll fuck you. <laughs> so don't get fucked by guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we always give yeah. some kind of advice every episode now. Yeah, yeah, but that's exactly not like, legal advice. Yeah, like Yuri is a very good proxy for asian dads right because that's exactly how they are whenever whenever the daughter brings i mean home, it's very common in the west with the overly macho dads as well mm. it's a different perspective on it but the same end goal of yo no guy can be with my daughter kind of thing yeah yeah and they're like yo if a guy shows up to my door i'm gonna get the shotgun and shoot him yeah teach him to leave yeah yeah but I think in the West, it's a, like I said, it's a it's, different perspective. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's definitely not as strong as it was. No, because it is limited to like, for example, like around yeah. West Virginia and stuff. But like out here, I almost never hear yeah. people say that. Cer kind of thing. Well, certainly, certainly a few decades ago, I think it was a lot more like that. But now, because the West has a lot more liberal views towards sex, mm -hmm. um, it's not the case anymore. At least right. from my observation. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say that we're a lot more liberal these days. So. Yeah, 
I mean, it kind of goes in curves here because even like the 70s was hyper liberal. Yeah. And then it kind of dipped back down into more. And like the 80s was still kind of liberal. And the 90s, it got a little more conservative. And now it's coming back in the 2000s, yeah. more liberal. So there was like kind of a weird trend. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's just based on society's observations yeah. and going, wait, no, wait, no, yeah. wait. Because But would you guys agree? Would you guys agree that that kind of protective mechanism that used to exist uh, within like the brothers and the fathers aren't as present anymore? Right, like brothers and fathers aren't as present. I do think it depends, but generally speaking, I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we want to get all fucking scientific, some of you fucking biology majors might come in on this. Uh, It probably comes from from evolution, whereas the females are the ones who reproduce for the species. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Men don't create babies, so it's like protect the ones who create the babies, the progeny that follow species. It's just like an inherent survival instinct. So that's probably a factor. Now it's become more of a societal factor than it is an inherent biological factor. So that's probably why it's becoming more liberal because we're more conscious of it. We're just like, yo, can we, we can just ignore that. Let's just do whatever the fuck we want kind of thing. So that's just from a nerdy perspective. Yeah. Well, I, that's a, that's a thing, right? From a, from a dating standpoint, I, I will, I will admit that the liberalism of like the 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 liberal view on sex here in the west has definitely benefited me in the dating marketplace <laughs> right because it's become a lot easier to to sleep around yeah that's true. right and sleeping around in general has become more and more societally acceptable so yeah benefited yeah. everybody because yeah. before it was like how dare you sleep with more than one person yeah. you're a slut and now it's like no it's like hey, go yes. get it bitch hell yeah, yeah. You just gotta yeah. live and you gotta feel it man exactly yeah so yeah <laughs> definitely especially in the last 10 20 years especially there's been a significant shift i would yeah. say but on the flip side if I was to look at it as a dad or brother, mm-hmm. it's a different story. Yeah. It's more personal. Right? Yeah. Because when it's other people, it's like, whatever, there's miscellaneous civilian A. Yeah. But then when it's like your sibling Which, or something, it's yeah. like, yo, hold up. This is my sister. This yeah. is part of me, my family. Exactly. You ain't coming in here. This is part of my circle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's why I said it, it really depends on the... Uh, the person's family values yeah and some people don't have family values yeah because so. yeah. yeah like you said because some people aren't going to care about that yeah, yeah. some but people like <clears throat> a person like jay he is going to care about that yeah mm-hmm. yeah because you know, observing yuri yeah observing yuri in that this episode it reminded me a lot of my dad growing up and then now how i i kind of vet guys that my sisters have been dating right Mm. Uh, because I told my sister, it, it, my sister Patricia, she's with a guy now. His name is Matt. So far, you know, I think that he's a he's a pretty good guy. Oh, so but far? I was I was so having far. anything anything so on the far. Shit I mean, list I, right I now? haven't I haven't had uh, considerable interaction with him. Not awesome. like I've I've had with um uh, I haven't had a ton of interaction with Matt aside from the time I spent with him during our vacation. Right? He just docks this fool. Mm-hmm. No, I mean he seems like a good guy, mm. right? But I, what I was telling Patricia was that. You know, if you're if you're if you're serious about this guy, right, and he's serious about you, because for a lot of girls, what I've noticed is when when they get attached to a person, a lot of it is emotional, right? We get yes. attached. Men and women get attached to the other sex differently. For sure, yes, hundred percent. Right? Women are a lot more emotional. Mm. Men are a little bit more like physical, physical. and logical with it, right? Yeah, so I was generally speaking, her, that's. I mean, there's always exceptions, but generally speaking, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I was telling her was like, look, I know that this guy's making you feel some type of way, right? But it, from what I understand, you guys 
and what he says, you, you you're trying to pursue a future together, mm. right? Yeah. When you but, think long term, it's a very different circumstance. Precisely. Yeah. It's like I know you feel some type of way, but what I need you to do is analyze it like a guy would analyze it, right? A guy that's not just a simp. Yes. That is a clarification. You told her that. Yeah. You yeah. Told her yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Straight up, I was like, put your emotions to the side and say, all right, you see yourself. You do you see a future with this guy, right? Is does he have a plan? He says he has a plan. Cool. Is he making steps towards that plan, right? Because a lot of guys are actionable plan. Is it an actionable plan? But yeah. they don't have. They're not making. They're not taking any steps towards it, mm-hmm. right? It's like delusions of grandeur. Like, yeah, one day I'm gonna have a Lamborghini in this house. It's like, oh, what are, what are yes. you gonna get there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's the starting point? Don't worry, man. I'll get yeah. there. So I'm gonna get. The, I'm gonna go viral on YouTube. That's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah it's... And I was talking like, okay, is he's he's moving towards it? Does he have a timeline? Right? Are there objection? Like, are there objection? Ob- objectives. Object- Objectionable, objectionable metrics. Are there mm. benchmarks and guidelines of precisely? Yo, here's my five-year goal. Here's my ten-year yes. goal. Yes. So you can quantify. All right. Here's yeah, why I want to be in six in one month, right? And you have you have to give him a time limit, right? Because I told I told her this straight up. You you already have your master's and you're thinking about pursuing a doctorate, right? You're in an industry that it's a high, like you're high status, high career, right? The patterns that I see with male, with men and women, their relationships here in the West, if you are a woman that is high status and you earn a lot, you are not going to tolerate a man who does not yes. at least, at yes. the very least, make as much or if not more, more than yes. you. Yes. Right? Yes. You might entertain him for a little while, but at a certain point, you usually realize like, yo, this is the wrong direction I'm heading. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen yeah. that a lot, even with some of my friends where it's like they're the breadwinner and they realize like yo this motherfucker ain't even trying to put up their end of the bargain yeah yeah they're just mooching off me they're making whatever benefits they can off me yeah and it's when you see that value in yourself that you can yeah. make those kind of ideas but some people are blind until it's too late and they're like yeah i see yeah. this value in myself but i didn't realize how little the other person cared about themselves until it was already affecting me negatively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's, it's so. gonna yeah it's gonna depend on whether or not that that woman sees value in you if you're a low value person then you're gonna have a time limit. Yeah. Yes. If you're high value, then you know there's there's yeah. no time limit. And to be yeah. clear, because some of you are probably like, oh, money's not everything. You're right. But value isn't about money all yeah, the time. Value depends yeah. on your metrics and exactly. what, you, what you want. Elements of value than just money. Yeah. Because yeah. growing as a person is value. It yep. doesn't necessarily mean making more money. It means improving on yourself as a yep. person. Be, making your personality better. Be like, oh yeah, I have these flaws where I have these anger issues or this. And improving on those, that's increasing your value. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when we say value, we don't just mean oh he makes six figures a year. Yeah, it could, it could be anything. This ain't that shallow. Yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> and that's 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 a good point. Yeah. Because what what I've noticed is, because uh, you know there's a lot of guys who make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but they still get finessed by girls. Yeah. Right. And oh, what yeah. I've what I've realized they just is go that, simping, they get their money away because they don't have any substance. Exactly. Yeah. And what I've realized it what I've realized is, women are not so attractive to the amount of money that you make, mm-hmm. but the um, your ability to generate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because that's why dis- you can make that money. That, that. Dis- that, that displays a degree of competence. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you could have a lot of money. You just inherited it. Maybe you won it on a lottery. Right. But you're not or maybe competent. You got lucky. Yeah. She, she's gonna think oh, I could I could finesse this dude easy. Exactly. And, and you see a lot. Of, you see a lot of guys that, that I mean within like a, come on guys let's be honest here the anime industry is a lot, full of dudes who get finessed by girls who. Dress up as your favorite wife, and you just give your money away to them, right? Hey, there's Listen, no shame in that, but you get finessed. I'm a simp too. I get it. Just think for a minute before you simp. <laughs> yeah. Think before you think simp. Think before you simp. That's the quote of the day, guys. <laughs> think before you simp, goddammit. But, you know, I was trying to make this point with her that, hey, 
and, and and she wanted to have children too, right? Like she if she wants to eventually have a family. No, no, no. Um, Pat uh, Patricia, my sister. Just life goals. Chapter okay, life okay, goals. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So I told her like, well, hey, well, slow down. <laughs> but but I was trying, you know, because she's she's getting a little bit older. I'm like, hey, you you should know that if you plan to have, if you plan to get married, and you especially if you plan to have a family, mm. right? Uh, there's a time clock, right? Because unfortunately. Biology is a thing. Biology is a thing. Yeah. Right? You basically ask her what, what values do you see in this guy? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, unfortunately for you, it's not like when you're a guy where you can just keep pumping out children. Yeah. Like, Way at too infinitum, long. right? Yeah. yeah. Right. There's a timeline. There's a timeline for you, right? So if you're thinking about spending two, three, four, five years with this guy, you need to be certain that he's heading in the direction that you want to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you're five years down along the line and then you realize this is not the dude that I want to be with and you still want to have a family. You're gonna be in your 30s. Yeah. Bro. Your clock's ticking. Right? Clock's is ticking. Yeah. And so I really have to have that, that conversation with her. And that creates her. the problem of you feel rushed to mm -hmm. develop a relationship, which yes. just puts you in a worse position. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, it, you know, kind of circling it back to the episode, that's what I see in Yuri. A lot of people think that he might be overbearing and overprotective, mm. but as a brother, or in some of your guys' cases, as a dad, that's how you're, that's how you need to conduct yourself when your daughter or your sister brings home a guy that she wants to be with because yeah. unfortunately the reality is women act off of emotions and they might feel some type of way about this guy because he like he triggers some kind of emotional response out of her right mm -hmm. but is this guy going to give in yuri's case right is this guy going to be able to protect my sister right because he's the protective <laughs> role i need to can chime in protect, on that one can he provide go ahead, go ahead. because that exact line comes up mm -hmm. and he's like oh i would protect her from all the spears falling into the sky and if meteors came crashing down i would protect her yeah and yuri stops he goes i could protect her from spears too but meteors holy fuck how does he can protect her from <laughs> meteors <laughs> and he just has that moment of how he's beyond me yeah and i love that because for one it was to your point where it's like protecting is one of the things that he latched on to that he's like yo this yeah. is an important cue and because lloyd said it was even though he's lying his ass off he was said it was such confidence and yeah. eye contact so yes. that yuri just jumped on him and like shit he could do meteors he starts yeah. blushing again <laughs> that was great <laughs> All right. but yeah even connecting back to that seeing I, I would say there's a little bit of yuri being a little overbearing because he's just like that's all he has. But you know what it is? So Yuri, it is, Yuri, is, is, Yuri like, is the archetype, right? It's yeah. like they wanted to portray him as the type of person that the archetype is you can't, there's nothing past the archetype, right? And so it's like, I think purposefully they make him like that because they wanted yeah. the most extreme example. No, I would, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's intentionally like that just to be an extreme example. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very interesting the way they play mm -hmm. it out. Holy shit. Yeah. Up until the point where he's like, well, the show me yeah <laughs> oh yeah the way the episode ends yeah, yeah he's like well you have you've got to show me that you guys are actually in a relationship so you and he's have like to oh i can show you my marriage certificate yeah he's like no <laughs> and regrets immediately yuri yeah. immediately regrets his decision yeah to be like well k kiss yeah she you does know? that little noise she does it huh? uh, you know what's cool and about just like i've done this a million times for missions it's nothing to me like he just shuts. Yeah. He, he comes in. He comes in like all smooth, like, mm. and then. <laughs> Are we gonna go into episode nine? Uh, Are we gonna go episode Daddy. nine? We can. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll leave that. Um, we'll leave that for but another no, time. No, but you, something in that scene that I really like is that even though Yor and Lloyd are so professional, they kind of portray that. Like the conservative nature of just Japanese people when it comes to like public displays of affection, 
Yeah. Where PDA was, they were all yeah. hesitant. They were yeah. hesitant. And they're married. They're, they're married. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they were hesitant to introduce the aspect. They were interested. They were hesitant to perform it, mm-hmm. and they were hesitant to witness it. Yes. And everything was just like, yeah, I need to see this for proof, but I don't really want to. It's uncomfortable, but I have to. Yeah. But you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, like Yuri is is that type of guy right well are you gonna be able to protect her like you said right mm-hmm. okay check the box meteors cool uh <laughs> are you gonna be able to provide for her and then check the box for being right, a exactly right because he's he's a doctor mm-hmm. obviously he makes he makes a significant income yep. right is is he going to be a good husband and father obviously he's got anya they haven't met yet uh i, I think anya will win over yuri i think anya, i think anya is gonna win over win yuri over fucking satan yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Anya is a treasure, right? But then Anya's gonna probably Yuri's gonna see how Anya interacts with Lloyd and but how. Then that's a new thing. Is that yeah, Anya's got the telepathy. Mm-hmm. She's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But then Lloyd already caught on to him. That was another interesting. Thing. Yeah. Lloyd caught on like right away. Yes. Because it was one of those things where leading into it, I was expecting it to be like, oh, there's gonna be this tension for a while until they figure it out. Yeah. Lloyd, like right off of that, was like, Meet oh, this is right out of the textbook. He's yeah. a fucking spy for secret yeah. intelligence. And Dude, I was like, how, damn, he figured it out right off the bat. Twilight head. is good, man. You, and yeah. you know what's yeah. so cool? I love how they worked that in that episode because it's a dinner episode, right? Yeah. And then like a good, like a good um, conversation, like a good guest. Yeah. When somebody invites you to their home, I have to bring a gift, right? So Yuri brings home the bottle of wine. Yep. Yeah. And then, like the you said, prompted. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They they discuss the wine, and then Lloyd, as Yuri speaking, I got this from. This place, the location, right? the cost, everything, and he's like, oh, "This isn't even accurate." Does the anime anymore? push the glasses? Yeah, <laughs> I know that if one he from had the document. He would have totally done that. Yeah, yeah. you would have seen the glare glint across his glasses. Dude, I love how Lloyd zone in the price. He's like, "Oh, this isn't the price because the price has been inflated because exactly because the crops didn't produce as yeah. much, and so they had to inflate the price a little bit it's to really, kind of meet the margins." Yeah, and it's really interesting because Lloyd has been shown as like the super spy, and it shows here too. He's like, yeah. even though the critical situation, the personal matter of the situation, he still locks into spy yeah. subjects and goes, yeah. and he doesn't break character. He doesn't give away that he knows. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this guy is a yeah. phenomenal spy. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad they kept the character consistent with that. Yeah. Because they could have made like a gag of him slipping up or something really easily to make it humorous and fun, but they kept the character like, yo, he's fucking locked into yeah. his spy, but he he's knows about exactly what the fuck he's doing now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to your point, exactly right. It seems like Lloyd is extremely well versed of eating the training methodologies of the of the secret police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we find out now that they are in start they're in opposition to each other, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But Lloyd knows exactly how they're training. He's like, "Yo, this guy's been trained by the secret police," mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, because you're told me that he also works for the, the government. government." So and he so already he, had yes. that suspicion, mm-hmm. which also carries why it wasn't just like a random. Oh, I latched onto this. He was ready for it. He was waiting for it. And when it came, he's like, I expected this, mm-hmm. which was especially interesting because I forgot what I was going to say. I was <laughs> so, hoping I remember in that short prelude. <laughs> That's OK. That happened. That, that happens to that happen happens to me so lot. many times. The old brain fart. Yeah, I have a lot of those. My brain's gassy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you guys are both hungry, so. So and especially now that you mentioned it, I'm starting to forget it. Yeah, because they're in a dinner, right? Like Lloyd has his charcuterie board. I'm like, bro, dude, Lloyd, I want to taste Lloyd's cooking. Anime food is always gonna be good. Anime food always looks good, man. It's great, dude. Lloyd, oh my god, dude, this guy really does check all the damn boxes, bro. Bro, he's like the way of the house husband, but yeah. Well, here's here's (laughs) the thing, right? So if if I was Yuri and I saw exactly, I, I met Lloyd. And I, even this I small interaction, up. right? I'm like, all right, man. You win. Obviously, <laughs> this guy's obviously capable, and he's first. First interactions are hard to determine, right? Yeah, Whether he's just like playing around, but 
you know, if I was in Yuri's position, I'd be like, all right, this guy obviously is obviously the real deal mm. and he's going to be good to my sister. Yeah. Right. And I think, I, I think at, that's at why at least you give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah. But you know what though? I think this is the reason why he's pushing back so hard because he, he has this great show. admiration for your right. Mm -hmm. And he, he does not want to admit that somebody could be on her level exactly mm, right I he does not want to he does not want to admit that somebody could be at yours level because he idolizes her to a point that's unrealistic yeah more or less yeah. but so. but he wants to admit it right because he doesn't want to insult his sister too right yes. that he's like because it would be an insult to his sister like she yes, chose him exactly I deny him i deny her precisely so, yeah. and the, you think that, that your sister is not capable but mm. obviously that's not what you think about your you think that she's extremely capable yeah, i didn't even really until you said it, I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. That conundrum of, oh, I have to deny this guy, but if I deny him, I deny my sister. Yeah, exactly. I can't deny my sister, so I can't deny yeah, him. But I have yeah. to. And that yeah. back and forth. Yeah. In a sense, it would shatter the image that he's and built see, up. Of and you see Yuri get shattered during yeah. this episode. He just shuts down and leaves. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that Lloyd goes. Currently, he's not a threat. I don't have to worry about him because it also resets the tension. Of, yeah. Okay, now they don't have to bat heads the rest of the thing. We yeah. go back mm -hmm. to the lighthearted, wholesome anime. Exactly. You know why? So again, good writing. You know why? Because Lloyd saw exactly how Yuri saw how Yuri he was, was. He was just as dumb as his sister. <laughs> With alcohol. So he's like, oh, yes. I don't have to worry yeah. about these siblings, bro. I just yeah. got to get some alcohol in them and, and they'll they give everything. Be good. Be and good. The, and they're they become both, oblivious. And funny. they're like me. They're prone to alcohol. So they'll yeah. just be like, oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this reminded me there was there was a scene earlier in the episode where i think it showed yuri-san getting pissed off and then he had like the sharingan eyes <laughs> it was like it was the it looked like the rinnegan because it, it was the circles yeah, yeah, and the purple yeah. i was like oh it looks like oh, the rinnegan bro yeah anime references anime a lot at mm -hmm. this point because it's become such a mainstream of global culture yeah and i think it's fucking awesome yeah. Like but there's right. episode number eight for you guys session number 11 yeah uh we actually managed to get through the whole episode yeah yeah we'll leave episode nine as a surprise yeah because that was a fun intro to that episode because episode eight i guess we may as well address the cliffhanger of episode eight where lloyd reached in for the kiss yeah. that yuri requested mm -hmm. and, and your froze your froze mm -hmm. and lloyd it was just business he was like yeah. yo i've done this yeah. a million times mm -hmm. it's nothing to me whatever yeah. And he leans in, and yours like, oh shit! And she had like a mixed bag of feelings. Mm -hmm. She was like fighting herself, and the episode cuts there. Yeah, and it's like, and you see, well, right before it cuts, you see Yuri's moment of regret for asking. Yeah, and it's like, oh shit! Yeah, I would be, doesn't kiss? want to see. You, you know what? I would be interested to find out if that would have been your son's first kiss. Oh, I think I think it is. I think it is. That's why. That's why. Would she, it be? I, I feel like because she's gotten close to dudes for assassination. No, you yeah. know what? I feel like she wouldn't have followed through. Yeah, I don't, yeah, like, I don't think she would have followed through. Before we kiss, there's yeah. the knife yeah. in the neck. Yeah. 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 But, uh, at, at the very least, no it one. seems like Yorusan has been portrayed as a type of assassin who just kills. Yeah. She doesn't really go undercover. She just kills. Yeah. 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 She just yeah. shows yeah. up and she's like, here's my target. They're dead. She's yeah. trying to do business. Here's my yeah. thorns in her jugular. Business, not pleasure. Mm hmm. I mean, I get pleasure from seeing yours. <laughs> anyway, that's episode well, that's eight, we're session eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so once again, thank you guys very much for joining uh, us. Uh, we know that time is your most valuable asset, so we do very much appreciate that you spent a little bit of that with us. As always, you can find me at agent underscore j s c h r o t h on Instagram. Cars, where can they find you, brother? You can find me on Instagram at 
cars underscore and underscore cosplay. <laughs> you can also find me on my website, carsandcosplay.net. Oh, Kenny, where can they you find can you? You can also find him at feedmewhiskey.org. I mean, if I feel like paying for the domain, it's probably not even available. We'll get it. We'll get it for you. Bro. Pull some strings. Yo, we're going to do a fucking GoFundMe to buy the domain. Feed me whiskey. Now, before we start Togashi's GoFundMe, guys. Okay, we're going to start two GoFundMe's. One for Togashi so that he doesn't have to do the terrible live action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the other for feedmewhiskey.org. What the fuck's that website even going to be? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out in post. After we get the website, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Waifu's funneling whiskey down cars. Bro, okay, Sabaton, we're going to have to fucking do that. We're just going to have to gather waifus to pour whiskey down. <laughs> Yo, you're going to be upside down keg stand. I'm going to be in my Charizard Kigu. Yo, <laughs> hell yes. Make anyway, Kenny, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me dying of starvation soon. Bro, <laughs> And on Instagram at Sir Kennethy. That's Sir K E N N E T H Y. Yeah. yeah it's Sir to you. Yeah. Oh, sir. and um, for next episode, if you guys could kindly tell us who, which Bitcoin, which which <laughs> cryptocurrency <laughs> would be the hottest waifu. Oh my God. <laughs> Bonus points if you do the art for it. Who's, yeah. the, who's the redhead from Gun Lagan? I'm thinking Yoko. 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 Yeah, Yoko. I would actually like. Right I would like to see an artist do like OC waifus for bit for cryptocurrencies. Yeah, yeah. Can we see some OC waifus for uh, the cryptocurrencies? Uh, <laughs> hot. Uh, let's just do the main. Let's do Ethereum. Let's do Bitcoin. Uh, and my request is do hex, please. Let's throw, let's throw like Solana in there, and um, uh, what's the other? Let's throw Luna for shits and giggles. Oh no! It has to be in a grave though. Should be, should be yeah, the, the, the zombie, be a zombie and waifu. Coin for the meme. Why be a zombie not? waifu. Zombie waifu. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Thank you. Uh, until awesome. next time, we'll see you guys. Take care. We do.